The voice of Husker Nation is on the air. This is Hale Varsity Radio. Insight, opinion, expertise, along with the biggest names talking Nebraska sports. Join in with the show at 402-489-1240 or 1-800-825-5865. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbel. Back into it at Tail Bar City Radio Road Show here in Minneapolis at the Graduate, uh, just ahead Nebraska and Minnesota. We say hi to the Hall of Fame coach Gary Barnett with us, and Coach, uh, what a well, what an opportunity for for both programs, Nebraska tonight against Minnesota. You guys get to take on TCU a, a little bit uh, later on. How you doing? Well, you know, I sort of go into my coaching mode now, and that is that there's just I don't, we don't have everything done. We're not ready to play yet. We need another day, or we need another two <laughs> days. So I do to get all my stuff ready, and then you know we get late stuff out of out of the uh, out of TCU and late stuff out of our own place at CU for information. And so uh, you know, if, if fortunately I, I go to the games and I go to all the practices and get to know the kids and know this and that. But you know, if you're just you're just doing it off the cuff, you're just doing sports. You're not even getting uh, too deep until tomorrow, and or you know later today. So I mean, it's just it's a cram as you're going through it right now. And it all, you think you have all this time to get ready, and all of a sudden you don't have much time to get ready, and it's not enough time. So it was that same way as coaching. You know, I wanted another day. I wanted two more practices. I wanted another meeting, you know, whatever. But then all of a sudden the bell rings, you got to be there, and off you go. So, did Is there a year you felt more ready than others? I don't think so. I, I don't think – because, you know, you have complications. You have – guys get sick you have guys get hurt you have this or that pop up all of a sudden compliance says that this guy can't make the trip or Mm -hmm. you know you just got to be ready for all that sort of stuff and you just never ever get all your ducks in a row and everything ready to go so you can just get on the plane or you can just go to the hotel it's you're you're doing something to the last minute on in every year and every game Gary Barnett with us, Hale Varsity Radio. Coach, I want to get your thoughts on on the coaching matchup here in, in Minneapolis. Why do you think Fleck has been so good and so successful? And then the other side of that, why do you think Coach Rule can be successful? Well, I, I think it, it all comes down to buy-in uh, to the coach's personality. You know, and PJ's got a, a different way of doing things. Um, I'm not sure anybody else does it quite the way he does, but you know, when you b- believe in it and you buy into it, then that's 50% of the battle for you as a coach is to get buy-in. And so he's, he's got guys there that buy into what he's doing and in his system and, and his way of doing his culture. So uh, coach rule uh, will be the same way. You know, if he gets buy-in to his culture, then they'll do just fine. I mean, it'll still be a battle every week, and you're still going to win and lose games you didn't think you'd win or lose. But that just comes along with it. But it's a lot easier to do if there's there's 80 of you, including your coaches, that are all locked arms in in what you're trying to get done, and everybody understands it. So Coach Rule will be successful if he gets buy-in. 
And uh, you don't get buy-in usually right away in the first year. It just doesn't happen. But um, when, it, especially if you're taking over a program, mm-hmm. unless you're a Dion. And then if you're Dion, you've replaced everybody, and the guys that are coming in are either buying in or they're not going to be there long either. So uh, you can you can sort of create that now where you couldn't before. Coach, want to talk uh, about uh, some some numbers with uh, Minnesota? They're great on third down. That situational football, defensively and offensively, they have been anyway. But it's going to be a, a different Minnesota just because of some personnel changes. I want to talk about Nebraska for a moment and what their strength could be this year, and that's that up the middle uh, on the offensive line with Scott coming in from Arizona State and both guards, and I think that's where Nebraska can be real nice running the football or better. What's what's a fair goal? You live the Big Ten life. You know what it takes to win running the football. Nebraska wants to be a fourth-quarter team, and Coach Rules talked about you know when, when does that happen. Uh, you know, body blows to get to the fourth and then – wear somebody out that that physical mentality what's a what's a good goal rushing wise for nebraska because it's been so sporadic or it was always on adrian's back uh, for for so many years get 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 your rushing somehow and it ended up being the quarterback well rushing goals sort of changed through the years with different offenses and uh different defensive systems but um chris always understand that that your team will take on the personality of your offensive line. Mm. And uh, and there's no other group that represents your team like the offensive line does. Uh, Occasionally the defensive line will, but for the most part, uh, it's going to be, it's your offensive line. And if you, if you are, you're solid physically uh, from tackle to tackle or tight end to tight end, however you're, you're playing and they have a mindset, and they know, if they know that that team uh, depends on, their success depends on what that offensive line group does, and they buy into that, and then and they take great pride in taking on that that uh, that sort of flag. That's that's what great teams do, and that's what good teams do. And so, when Coach Rule can get to the situation, and he may be there now, where his offensive line is takes control of the personality of that football team, then, you know, you can set the goal, but, and I think that's always important and everybody wants to do that, but it's just when they take control of the locker room, they they take on the personality that takes on the personality of them. That's, that's when you got things rolling. And, you know, it goes, I can go back to when, we, I remember our, I hate to bring this up to you, but when we had, <laughs> I know where, but I will anyway. Know where you're going. I will anyway. Yeah. Uh, everybody can turn their, their radio down now if you're listening. But um, when I heard um, the coaches from Nebraska say we had to change our practice because Colorado was so physical, when you get somebody to change their practice because that other team is so physical, then you're in their head and you've got a chance. You've got a real chance. And so that's that's where you want an offensive line like Nebraska could have or has had in the past. Uh, everybody worried about the offensive line through the years. And worried meaning you're going to have to play Nebraska's mm-hmm. offensive line. So w- when you get to that point, then then 
and you can do a lot of things. I don't care if it's run or throw. Gary Barnett with us, Hale Varsity Radio. Coach, uh, we, we've got to be patient for Nebraska-Colorado week. Uh, some some work to be done for, for Nebraska and Colorado to kick off. Two really good opponents, Minnesota. Nebraska has not beaten Minnesota since 2018. TCU, your, uh, your national champion game participant. And uh, then we'll get into to, to Buff Husker talk. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's looming and there's excitement for it. And uh, I wanted to, to get your take on uh, just where you think Nebraska and Minnesota are at right now. I want to I get into some of the picks. And how do you see this thing uh, shaking out? The, the line's kind of dropped a little bit, Coach, uh, to, to six and a half. Uh, Over-under is right around 43. I think it's a tight ball game. I think it's a low-scoring ball game. What do you see? Yeah, I sort of see it the same way. I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Uh, and And – I think both of them are going to rely on physicality of their offensive line and, and, and hopefully their defensive line. Whoever has it in the defensive line will probably win this game. And, and so you're, you're dealing with a culture that's in place that's at Minnesota that uh, has won a lot of football games with P.J. Uh, and those guys, those players believe in them. Uh, you know, they, they had half the work to do going into fall camp and or through fall camp that Nebraska did because they're all new and, and uh, those sort of things. But uh, I think six and a half is about right. I, I think this is a close game. I, I think that over under is about right. And I think Nebraska looks like to me or sounds like to me, Nebraska is going to try to be physical and run the football. And um, you know, it's, it's sort of sounds like old time, big, big 10 football. We'll see if it can be done uh, And both teams want to do that. What type of ace can this system be for Nebraska defensively with, with Tony White? Well, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I think nobody, I don't think Tony knows. And I think that you're going to find out tonight. And um, uh, I think everybody that's, that's, those are the, that's the great thing about the sport is you can't answer those questions. <laughs> you you got to wait and see. And then, then everybody, all the pundits will talk about whether it was good or bad. But um, you just got to wait and see, play the game out, and enjoy it. Enjoy watching it play out. We will. Let's do some rapid fire. Florida is at Utah. Uh, that also kicks off tonight, Coach. That was, a, that was a heck of a ball game last year. That was a great game, wasn't it? Utah led all the way, and then Florida comes back and wins the doggone thing. And I think the point spread's about the same as your point spread, six and a half with Utah. Mm-hmm. I like Utah. Florida guys going to play out there in that altitude. Uh, I like Utah. Utah's a physical team. <clears throat> Cam Rising gets it done. I, I like Utah. Utah's super talented. Uh, North Carolina, South Carolina, the – the border war saw that uh, Coach Mack turned 73, I think, this week. And right now, Carolina minus two and a half. North Carolina. <clears throat> well, yeah. Uh, yeah. Which which one? North. Uh, you know, the quarterback's the difference in that game. And you got two good ones, Spencer Rattler and Drake uh, May. Um, you, you know, all the hype about Drake May. Let's see if it's real. Uh, in South Carolina, which is an up-and-coming program. They did some great things at the end of the year last year. They've got recruited well. Uh, Beamer's done a good job there. But 
you know, I think North Carolina, two and a half, I think they, they're better than that in this game. But uh, this, is a, this is a rivalry game uh, played on the first weekend, and anything can happen. And like I said, all the things that have to take place before that first kickoff, you know, you hope you've got them done. If you don't, if you don't have them done, the other team's going to win, basically. Let's get to Sunday, LSU, Florida State. This thing was big time last year as well. And I think the Knowles got a nice bounce a year ago. LSU, though, recovered and had a great finish to the year. Right around two and a half right now, LSU. Yeah, I I like LSU. I like Brian Kelly. Uh, You know, he's not the most popular guy, but uh, using the Southern, uh, adopted Southern... Uh, speaking style, yeah. but I like LSU. I think they're loaded, and uh, I think they win this game uh, by at least the spread. I, I'm saying by seven. All right. How, how do, I'm not asking you to pick uh, Colorado outright, but how do the guys fare uh, game one for Coach Prime? Depends on who's available to play. You know, they they uh, everything's been kept a secret. Uh, if they, you know, it's going to be a hundred and six at game time which means on that artificial surface it's going to be about 120 to 125 and they're going to have to play two sets of offensive linemen two sets of defensive linemen and i i don't know if they're deep enough in either one of those two positions to stand up and win the game mm-hmm. but uh i i think that's the real test this can either one of those defensive lines if both of them can play well enough then Colorado's going to have a chance because they've got the skill and if all their skilled players are available. So, um, but it, this is this is also a, this is not a sprint. Uh, this this metamorphosis at CU. It's a you know it, it's a marathon and it's going to take more than one game to determine where this team's going to end up. Absolutely agree, and that's kind of the the view of of Nebraska this season and Coach Rule. Coach Gary Barnett with us. Coach, uh, last thought. Dion talked a lot about uh, mental health, got after the NCAA this week. I know there's been frustration from Coach Rule uh, with uh, with a waiver, and there's been a lot of denials. And, and I know as a coach, your number one concern was was the welfare of your kids, the, the kids you recruited in. And uh, it's uh, pretty prevalent in, in today with just the – the, the, the talking points about mental health and the, the actions are being questioned now by a lot of coaches towards the NCAA. Do you have a reaction at all? Well, you can't have it both ways. You can't want the, the portal to, to you know, you, you can't sit there and say the portal's killing us. We've got to be able to stop it where you can only transfer once. And then have the NCAA say, okay, we're going to enforce that. And then when they enforce it, say, well, you, you can't enforce it because of these reasons for certain situations. Everybody knows that mental health is something you cannot pick on. You can't go there. Uh, the minute you do, then you're an old, uh, you know, you're an old ogre. You're, you, you know, you don't have any thoughtfulness for other people. Mm-hmm. And so uh, you got to draw the line somewhere. And I, and I think the NCAA did. There's been a number of waivers. Actually, I think every waiver that's been attempted since they made that decision has been denied. We've mm-hmm. got one here and it's all, you know, Dion's playing it out for mental health and all that's true. But, uh, you, if that's really true, then Dion's going to get that young man, all the help he can get within the university and, and even outside and continue 
to help him get better. It doesn't, shouldn't necessarily fall on whether he gets to play football or not. Coach, thanks for your perspective on that. Enjoy Fort Worth, all right? I'll try. (laughs) Thanks, Chris. There he is, Barty, Coach Gary Barnett, Nail Varsity Radio. Good thoughts on Nebraska and specifically the personality of your team taking on what your offensive line's all about. Who's out, who's in, injuries up next.